Hello and welcome to episode 32 of the Modern Casanova podcast with me, Troy Francis. Welcome to the show. Good to be back. Good to be here with you guys. Uh, It's been a little while. Again, apologies. Um, So what's been going on? Well, incredibly busy couple of weeks. So basically what happened was last week I fell ill with man flu or what we call man flu certainly in Britain which is actually basically just flu but because I'm a man uh, we call it man flu and I think the joke is that men uh, feel it more than women or certainly they complain more than women and make a big fuss about it so that's kind of the humorous side to it but um, it wasn't very funny I was not feeling very good at all for the whole week last week um it kind of took me out of the game, really, to be honest. And what that did was it put me back several days on the deadline for the new book I'm working on. So one of the things that I am discovering as a self-employed person is that the good thing about being self-employed is that you don't have anybody shouting at you to get on with your work. Uh, but the bad thing about being self-employed is you don't have anybody shouting at you to get on with your work, but if you don't do it, then it doesn't get done. So uh, I spent much of last week um, being fairly inactive. I mean, taking notes, doing some research and things, but not really getting into the weeds of the writing that I needed to be doing. And so what that meant then was that towards the end of the week, as I started to feel a bit better, and then over the weekend, and then over the last couple of days, I had to spend a hell of a lot of time catching up on this project that I'm doing. So finally, today, I managed to get that off to my editor, which is great news. So now, I suppose there can be a little bit of a breather again, perhaps, before I get into the meat of the next project. Uh, which is going to be a very different proposition. But yeah, basically, I've spent the last um, five days or so writing and talking about strippers and strip clubs, which uh, (laughs) I suppose there are worse things that you could be doing with your time. It's not the the most terrible imposition that I've ever had, uh, but at the same time, I'm quite glad that uh, I've managed to get the work done. Quite pleased, actually, with the way that it's gone so far. As I say, it's gone over to the editor today. So we'll see what changes need to be made and the uh, the amends that need to be made as we refine it. But this is the third and final part of my Fifty Shades of Game uh, trilogy. So if you've been keeping up to date, you'll know that the first one, which came out in February, was about BDSM and fetish. The one that came out in March... Um, this month was about the swingers scene with lots of uh, naughty stories uh, and amusing stories about swingers and things that I've seen and experienced um, on my travels over the years. And then this final one, which will be coming out next month, is all about strippers and strip club games. So strippers and, you know, the strip club scene is a little bit more of a traditionally trodden path in game PUA literature, if you like. It's been done before by, by a number of people, and there's some good materials out there uh, on the market about it. But nobody's done it for a while, and I think it's an interesting sort of milieu. It's an interesting environment. Um, obviously, you know, strip clubs are full of very attractive girls so there is some value there so I thought it would be an interesting thing to talk about and to write about so I've done that and this is my contribution to the wonderful canon of strip club game writings but 
Now it's done. I have put the final full stop on the first draft at least. And I will then be in a position to move on to something entirely different. And, you know, to be honest, um, I'm quite happy about that in a way. I mean, the Fifty Shades of Game um, project was a three-part series that I sort of conceived of at the beginning of this year. And, you know, I'm glad that I did it. It was a really interesting experience. I got to write about some very fun, kind of naughty topics. Um, It was quite amusing to go back through a lot of the memories that I have about that kind of stuff and to, you know, to relive it through the writing. Um, And now I've got, you know, there'll be three volumes of this uh, material, which I'll put together into a single volume at some point as well. Um, And it's really great to have that. And it's sort of my um, final word, really, on the, the sort of kinky, naughty side of game. But um, at the same time, working over a, an extended period on the one thing, you know, it's quite nice now to be able to come to the end of that and look at where I am going to go next. And I think I'm going to do something quite different uh, for the next project that I'm working on. So uh, I'll give you some more details on that as and when but uh yeah you know life is nothing if it's not punctuated with with changes and um it is very good to be able to switch things up and to sort of work on different sorts of projects and um i think that's the interesting thing i think about working for oneself or doing what i'm doing which is basically to become what the entrepreneur chris ducker calls a youpreneur so I'm just getting into Chris Ducker now. I don't know an enormous amount about his work, uh, so I'll maybe save that for another podcast. But he has a podcast himself. I think it's called the Youpreneur Podcast, which is really good. I've been listening to some episodes of that. Uh, And he has a new book out as well, which I think is called The Rise of the Youpreneur, which I've got on Kindle and I will be starting very soon. But but basically, um, the whole thing that he is talking about is this idea of building a brand online based around one's own personality. Um, and there's other people that talk about this as well. You've got Gary Vaynerchuk um, sort of discussing a similar kind of thing. Uh, James Altucher, to some extent, talks about this. Um, who else? Um, you know, it's kind of a vo- it's kind of an in vogue kind of thing to talk about. Obviously, you've got all of the vloggers. Uh, the other bloggers, uh, people that do podcasts and so on. And they're effectively, they're creating brands around their personality. And that's really what I'm, what I'm doing. So, I mean, I've come to prominence because I've talked about game. So I've talked about sort of dating advice, relationships, uh, you know, how to meet girls and so on and so forth for a long time. But is that the only thing that I can talk about? Well, no, it, it isn't, you know, and is that the only thing I want to talk about? No. There are other things that I want to get into. I think if you read my website, you'll see that you know there are a number of other issues that I already talk about, including things like mental health, depression, uh, self self development topics generally, uh, increasingly things like business. You know, basically all of these things, these different elements of how to improve your life, how to live the life you want to live, not the life that you think you should. So it's breaking out of the mainstream, it's doing things differently, and it's living a different kind of life that you created. And, you know, that encompasses all these areas, uh, not just dating. And that's really what motivates me and what interests me. And I think as a youpreneur, you know, we have the opportunity to explore these different areas and to sort of bring the people that buy into us along for the ride. So, you know, 
out there, there are people who, you know, who buy into my stuff. I mean, if you're listening to this, maybe you like this podcast, maybe you've read some articles that I've done, maybe you've read a book or two, you know, you buy into my worldview, you like the way that I look at things, you like the way that I write about things, and that's great, and I really appreciate that, and thank you ever so, ever so much, because, you know, you're making all of this possible. By the same token, I'm sure there are lots of people out there who, you know, who don't particularly buy into my stuff, you know, they don't necessarily like the way that I write, they don't like, you know, the way that I talk about things, they, they, you know, and they're just not part of this tribe, they're just not part of that same audience, and that's absolutely fine as well, you know, I can't convert everybody on the planet to be a Troy Francis fan, and, and frankly, nor would I want to, because I want to speak to these specific people who are specific guys who are highly motivated, they really want to change their lives, they really want to have fantastic, amazing lives, but they recognize as well that there are realities in life, you know, we're not all these shiny, perfect kind of Hollywood smile individuals, you know, we come from, uh, you know, difficult backgrounds, maybe things haven't always gone our way in life, maybe we've had to suffer a lot of adversity, you know, but we can work with those things, we can change it, and we can come out the other side and thrive in spite of those things. So that's really the the tribe, if you like, that I'm talking to, and, um, you know, if you're uh, a member of that, then welcome, and I'm very, very glad to have you here listening to the podcast. But um, as I say, you know, we'll look out for different types of content coming out um, as we go forward, because, you know, for me, it's not just about dating, it's not just about girls, it's not just about relationships, those things are great, but there's a whole other spectrum of life as well, and everything really should fit together in a kind of holistic uh, way. So, anyway, what I wanted to talk about today is, following on from the youpreneur thing, is about differences of opinion, and particularly differences of opinion online. Because what you find, um, and I've certainly found this, and I know pretty much everybody else who puts themselves out there in public, who has any sort of a social media presence, or, you know whatever else, you know, maybe they've got a YouTube channel or they, you know, they make videos or they they write. Um, As I say, you know, you're going to get some people who buy into that and you're going to get other people who very much don't buy into that. And actually, those people can be quite uh, (laughs) vociferous, you know. Um, Those people can be quite unpleasant. They can be very blunt. They are not shy in um, letting you know their feelings about what you're doing. And, you know, and again, I mean, it's not really for me to criticize those people because the world is a multifarious place. People have different viewpoints. People have different beliefs. Um, you know, we have different perspectives. And that's, that's just the way it is. The wonderful thing about today, the wonderful thing about 2018 and, and so on is The internet is absolutely massive. There are billions and billions of people on the internet. So I don't need to speak to everybody on the internet. I don't even need to speak to, I need to speak to a fraction of the people on the internet in order to make a difference. You know, a tiny, tiny fraction of people, a few thousand people, um, and that's absolutely fine for me. I don't even, you know, 
it's not that you have to cr- capitalize on this and, and create this amazing market share of the internet. You just need to speak to the people that buy into you. And that's what's important. So, you know, so clearly there's going to be differences of opinion. There are going to be people out there who don't like what you have to say. So if this is something that you're interested in doing, or if you have a blog or you have a personal profile, um, a public profile rather, then this really is kind of aimed at you. But um, I think this is becoming, because all of us have now got social media profiles, I think this is really relevant for anybody um, because we all face this to some degree or other. It's just, you know, as the old adage goes, you know, the bigger you, the higher you go, the, the, the further you've got to fall. So, you know, the bigger that your profile gets, the more flack that you're going to get. So if you get a difference of opinion online, what do you do about that? How do you react? Now, I've been subject to a bit of this in the last few weeks. Um, I've had a few sort of attacks from people um, in various forms, largely from the sort of what you might call game denialist sort of camp or people who don't really believe that... You know, because if you think about it, what is my material saying? My material is saying, if you do X, Y, and Z, if you take on these attitudes, then you can, you know, date more successfully as a guy. You can go out and meet, you know, perhaps more attractive women than you would have met. Otherwise, you can maybe, you know, have more people interested in you than they would have been otherwise. You can basically, what it's saying is that you can transcend your natural limits. You can transcend the the place where you should have been and you can do something greater than that. Now, there are a contingent of people out there who fundamentally just don't believe that. What they think is that effectively you are given a score. So say when you're born or, you know, when you, you're you a kid or whatever, you are given your score. So say I am a four. Um, and this is akin to the, the scale that, you know, we, we could talk about with looks, I suppose. But I guess it incorporates other elements as well. But say I am basically given an overall score of a four. What these game denialist people are basically saying is, well, that's it. You're a four. You can't change that forever. So you are this good looking. You are this tall. You aren't very rich. You aren't very ripped. Um, so that makes you a four. And, there is, and, and there's nothing you can do about that. And... So that means that you are capped in terms of the kinds of people that you can date. So you're only the maximum you're going to be able to date is a female four. And actually, the, the market being what it is, the likelihood is you're going to get a three or a two or something instead. And basically, anybody that then puts their head above the parapet and says, well, actually, that's not the case because, okay, I might be a four, but if I learn certain things and if I do certain techniques and if I'm persistent and if I look after my grooming and if I, you know, um, maybe learn some these social skills and so on, then I can transcend that and I can start to get fives or sixes or sevens or, you know, whatever it is. These other people completely disregard that. They say, that's not true. You're stuck. You're four. That's it. You've got to sit there while the you know, the top 20%, so, so the eights or the nines or whatever, they're going to get all the action, you're a four, that's it, live with it until you die, because there's nothing you can do about it. <clears throat> now, fundamentally, I disagree with that proposition. Well, of, co- of course I would, wouldn't I? But fundamentally, I disagree, because 
quite aside from the fact that this is the stuff I teach and you know I see guys all the time who are who disprove this this hypothesis um it's just fundamentally not true I mean everything that I have seen in my life and remember you know I'm living in London it's a city with millions and millions of inhabitants I go around to other cities with millions of inhabitants I I got my eyes open I'm looking around me the whole time um you know, I see all kinds of couples together. I see what you would call low-value guys with very, very beautiful women. These aren't stunning guys. They're not ripped. They're not tall. They're not rich. Um, somehow they are, you know, forming relationships. Um, they're dating. They're Sometimes they're dating above what you might naturally expect. And this kind of stuff is happening all the time. So to say that or to imply that it's impossible for a guy to transcend, you know, his, his basic lot and to get something better than, you know, you might think on the surface that he could get. To say that's impossible is, frankly, nonsense. Um, it's, it's just not true. Um, and to say that there's nothing you can do to improve your, you know, your social capital, to improve your romantic sexual capital is also false because there are a lot of things that you can do. Now, this isn't to say that you can be, I don't know, um, an unattractive 4.4 guy who is badly dressed and has bad body odor and you're gonna be pulling Victoria's Secret models, you know. I'm not saying that because that is a stretch by any, you know, by any, stretch of the imagination that is that is um going it some but can you do better than you might otherwise have done yes you can and i know that um just from my own personal experience and i know that from the experience of my friends and i know that from the experience of people i've taught and people i've been in contact with and just from what i see day to day by going around with my eyes open so fundamentally there are things you can learn there are improvements that you can make And, you know, you can have a better life. And I think the problem with a lot of the denialist people is that they refuse to see this because basically they just don't want to do the work. You know, it's easier to sit there at the computer and to say, this guy's full of shit, this is nonsense, Um, this could never happen, this can't work, this guy's a fraud or whatever. Because it's easier to do that than it is to actually you know, put in the work, try and do some self-improvement, do some approaches, um, you know, go and talk to some people, God forbid, Um, you know, improve your comedy skills, improve your improvisation skills, get a gym membership, you know, buy some new clothes, all of that kind of thing. It's all, it's a lot easier not to do any of that and to sit there and, you know, heckle from the sidelines, if you like. So I get it. I understand why people have that attitude but I think it's damaging because I think it's damaging not for them because if they've made that decision and they don't want to try to change anything then that's that's up to them that's fine but what about the other people who are reading those comments what about the what about the other guys who are seeing this stuff and thinking oh shit you know I thought there was an answer I thought there was a way that I could improve my life but now I see because of this, you know, this guy who lives in a basement in Baltimore, I see from his comment that actually this was all fake. Um, 
you know, he's saying that this guy who's trying to teach me something is full of shit, he must be right, he must know, um, so I'm not going to do anything to improve myself either. And that is the thing that annoys me, because I think the, this false narrative that's being propagated by these people is damaging, not to themselves, but to other guys who come into contact with, you know, what is essentially toxic thinking and actually, you know, a fake narrative that's put out there by people who don't want to take the responsibility to try to change themselves. So that's my view on it. A little bit of a rant there. But what do you do, as I say, is the the subject of this podcast, what do you do when these differences of opinion come to the fore? Well, I think the first thing that you have to do is to stop and to take a step back and to not take the bait because it's very easy particularly in this day and age where you know I've like everybody I've got the internet in my phone in my pocket you know so I can I can go around and um, I'll be sitting at a meeting and I can check Twitter and I can check comments and I can you know all this stuff comes to me instantly and I can respond instantly pretty much wherever I am Um, and that's great but it's also dangerous because it means that I can come back with something ill-considered that's not going to do me or my brand any good. So what I need to do instead is to stop and to take a step back and to really kind of, you know, sleep on the situation, let it lie for a bit. And in doing that, what I should also do is try to work out if there's anything in the criticism that is accurate, if there is anything in what has been said by the dissenting voice that actually perhaps they've got a point. You know, and it's very important to do that because we can all get arrogant, we can all get, you know, fixated on the sound of our own voice. We can all get, you know, into this sort of ivory tower thinking of thinking that we are right the whole time and that, you know, other everyone else is wrong. Um, I I can certainly be prone to that. So you have to then take a step back and think, okay, so this person is saying that, it's kind of hurtful, it's kind of pissed me off, but fundamentally, is there anything about it that might be right? And that's why you don't want to come back and, you know, chuck your, your comments in too quickly, because if you do, then you can look foolish. And, you know, I've made this mistake myself in the past. You can look foolish, but also it might be that they there is part of what they're saying that is valid and you haven't had time to consider that yet. So you want to make sure that you have time to consider. And then, after you've done that, you might think, well, okay, maybe I want to respond in some way. But then, and this is the real lesson that I took over the last few weeks, um, and it was really, really helpful to me. I was thinking, okay, I would quite like to respond to some of this stuff because I don't think it's, for one thing, I don't think it's true. I don't think it's accurate, quite apart from the fact that, you know, it is denigrating to me and it's harmful to me. But even putting those things aside, I don't think this stuff is true. And I would like to come back in some way. And then I thought, well, okay, that's fine. But is there a way that I can come back that's actually helpful to other people? And that was the key insight, if you like. That was the key moment when this, the whole thing sort of turned around for me. And I thought, okay, they, you know, is there something from this that I can bring? How can, how can I address this situation 
and also help somebody else at the same time and not just make it about me and make it about me getting my own back on these people or me taking pot shots at the you know this this sort of opposition that exists on my internet browser screen you know how can i you know maybe maybe do a little bit of that as well because i'm only human but how can i also help other people as well and that was the really important thing and then i you start to think well okay so how can I look at this? What is there a lesson that can be taken from either what, what's happened to me or what these people have said to me or the substance of what they're saying? Is there some sort of lesson that can be taken from that that I can pass on to help other people? Or is there a warning to be, you know, to, to, to be extracted from this? Is there something that's potentially harmful to other people that the people that have criticised me are doing and... Is there a way that I can alert other people to that harm? You know, not, and this isn't to, this isn't to get back at the people that, you know, have said bad things about me. This is just, is there a, is there a way that I can help other people through this? Is there some harm that these people have done, more generally, not just to me, that I should alert others to so that they can be aware of it and so that they can, you know, take it into account in their journey? And that's really what I try to do. And, um, you know, that's sort of the way that I've approached it. And I think going forward, that's going to be the way I approach all of these things. Because taking it back to the youpreneur idea for a minute. So I am, I have a brand, Troy Francis. I have a website. I have Twitter and various other social feeds. And then I can write for other websites and, and so on. So I have a, a brand and online presence, which is you know, it's it's relatively small, but it's growing. You know, I have an audience. So I have um, people who are aware of me who like what I have to say. And with that, you know, there's opportunity and there's also responsibility. And as it continues, I'm going to get more and more criticism from, from different people who, for whatever reason, you know, they, they don't like what I'm saying. They don't like the way I'm saying it. They're just jealous that, you know, whatever it is, I'm going to get this kind of criticism. And how I handle that criticism is absolutely key, not only for me and for the brand, but also for my audience as well. Because what I don't want to be in the position of doing is getting into sort of, you know, flame wars with, with random people on the internet in front of the audience. Because not only is that going to make me look like an idiot, but also how is it helping anybody? Because when you're doing a business, when you have a business or a personal brand, and it's a personal brand that's based on your personality and giving information essentially and sharing advice and information, which is essentially what I'm, you know, what my brand does, then you have to look at every single occurrence as an opportunity to share something further. So if somebody comes at me and they, they criticize me and they say bad things about me, then okay, that, that's fine and that might be hurtful on a personal level, but I've also got to think about the people that, you know, I've got to think about you, I've got to think about the people who are listening to this, and I've got to think, well, okay, this thing's happened, I, I don't particularly like it, um, but in responding to it, particularly responding to it in public, how can I also best serve my own audience? And for me, that's got to be key, and all of the business lessons that I am learning at the moment, from the people that I follow, and as I say, the likes of James Altucher, uh, Chris Ducker, uh, Joanna Penn, um, uh, uh, Gary Vaynerchuk, all of these people, 
what seems to be a common thread is serving the audience. You've got to serve the audience first. You've got to serve the people that you're talking to. And when I say serve, I mean you've got to bring value. And that's really what I want to do. You know, all of, this, all of the stuff that I do is predicated on me bringing value to you in some way. Now, that could be by sharing advice. It could be by hopefully being entertaining, uh, sharing stories of things that have happened to me. But all of it is predicated on the idea that I'm bringing something of value to you, something of worth to you. You know, I'm making these ridiculous mistakes in my life, and I, but I'm sharing it, and so you learn something from that, and hopefully you don't make the same mistakes, you know, whether it's with game, or it's with business, or it's with, you know, self-development, or, or anything else. And that is what is, what's got to be at the key of everything. So when I get into a beef with somebody, even though there's a personal repercussion from that, Still, what's got to be at the core of my response is how do I use this situation to create value for the people that really matter, which are the people that listen to my stuff and follow my stuff. So for me, it's been quite a profound lesson. Um, I hope that you know, I've handled it in the best way possible. I hope that I've handled it in a way that gives value to you. And, it, and to be honest, even doing this podcast is a, is a sort of a manifestation of that because you know, I've learned a lesson and now hopefully I'm passing the fruits of that on to you guys. So let me know what you think, you know, um, very keen to hear if you've experienced online bullying, flack, um, haters, criticism, etc, etc, and how you've handled it. But um, for me, it's got to come always come back to how can I give value? Everything has to come back to that in business. How can I give back value to my audience to the people that follow me to the people that like my stuff how can i you know how can i create something from this which is going to give you something that you can use so i hope you got something from that i hope you enjoyed that please do if you haven't already check out my 50 shades of game books they're both on amazon volumes one and two on amazon volume three will be out soon and if you haven't done so please do sign up for my email list. So my email list is growing. It's a thriving community. I'm going to be upping the frequency of the emails very soon. And I'm going to be releasing content via that, which you can't get anywhere else. So it's very exciting. I put a link um, in the description for this. So please do sign up for that as quickly as you can. And you will be uh, on the email list and you'll be getting free content from me on a very regular basis. Uh, I'll leave it there. I hope you've uh, got some value from that. Please do give me a shout. Let me know what you think. Sign up for the email service and then you can, you can contact me via email. And I will leave it there. Until next time, bye-bye.